Welcome to Slaking Thirst, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart, who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. Friends, like I said, today is the feast day of St. Lawrence, who is an early church deacon and martyr, and today on his feast day, the Lord so I was just praying with these scriptures, the Lord drew my heart to reflect deeply on this grain of wheat that if it wants to become fruitful, it has to die. That's what I want to talk about this morning. Uh, when I was uh, like five, six, seven years old, one of my favorite games to play with my dad, we'd be on vacation. I'd love holding on to my dad being on his back with my arms around his neck. And we'd play this game. We called it Sea World, which meant that he was the whale. I think he loved that. Uh, <laughs> but he would dive. I'd be holding onto his back, and he would dive underwater and just would swim underwater. I loved this game. It was so fun. Then you'd come bursting up through the surface. It was exhilarating. It was terrifying. It was all those things because uh, my dad could hold his breath longer than me. And I always remember thinking, like, does he know that I can't hold my breath still? Like, and I'd like tap him on his shoulder and he would come bursting up through the surface. I couldn't swim because I was a little boy. I couldn't swim in the deep end. Um, I couldn't get my body to go down deep. I wanted to go down deep. There was something so attractive about the depths. I was drawn to the depths, but I was also afraid of the depths at the same time. So... When my dad, I would, we would play this game, he would go down and you could feel the pressure of the water coming in and again, exhilarating and terrifying all at the same time. I needed my dad to take me down there. I needed my dad to help me take me to the depths. That memory was uh, just kind of bubbled up in my prayer early this morning as I was reflecting on this gospel because there's, there's something about the way that Jesus is speaking to his friends here in this section from John's gospel, that's, there's something playful almost, something deeply inviting and tender about Jesus' words as he shares his heart with his friends. And I think the key line to this gospel is where he says, whoever serves me must follow me. And where I am, there also my servant will be. Like he wants us to be with him. He wants us to be where he is and to experience what he's experiencing, to have what he has, which is glory inexpressible, to bathe in the beauty of the morning star, to drink in from the fountainhead of glory itself. He wants us to have the full weight of the Father's glory pulsating in and through our bodies, in our minds, our souls, our hearts, it's the transformation under glory, into, unto glory. It's what we're promised that one day will shine like the stars, right? He wants us to have that. He wants us to stand with him before the face of his Father, radiant in love, alive in joy like we cannot imagine now. It sounds amazing. <laughs> I want that. We want that, don't we? But how? We have to follow him, which begs the question, where is he going? He's going down into the deep end, if you will. He's going the way of suffering. 
He's going the way of death. He's going to the cross, which is the, the paschal mystery. It's the heart of our faith, the paradox at the heart of our faith. That's where he's going. Will we follow him is the question. That's the question. Because he's so kind and he's so good to our hearts, he gives us this, this really humble image of the grain of wheat to chew on, to reflect on. There's a choice present here. The seed, it can preserve itself and just stay a seed. Or the seed can lose itself by being planted, by going down, by giving its substance away, by letting that outer husk slough off. And in that dying, it becomes something more. It bears fruit. Friends, that's us. That's just, that's us. If you heard me preach this past Sunday, I talked about the word risk. The risk of opening the door to Jesus like those servants. When the master comes, their loins are to be girt, their lamps are to be lit, and when he knocks, they're to open immediately, but there's something scary about it, right? The risk of opening the door to Jesus. And today, the risk, it's the risk of, of entering into the Paschal mystery, into the dying and into the rising, the risk of going down into the deep end. And this is where the enemy speaks. The enemy wants you and I to remain just grains of wheat. Walled off. Don't risk love. Don't risk relationships. Don't risk openness. Don't risk seriously following Jesus. The enemy, he seems to be offering us sound advice for self-preservation and self-protection. He seems to be telling us or showing us a path of if you don't want to get hurt, this is what you do. Remain just a grain of wheat. But he's a deceiver. If you preserve your life, you're going to lose it, Jesus says. I found this out not too long ago, and I find it fascinating that the Greek word used there, if you preserve your life, like the literal, literal translation is, if you build a wall around your life to protect yourself. That's what Jesus is saying. If you build a wall around your life to protect yourself, you will lose yourself. In the attempt to make ourselves invulnerable, we condemn ourselves. Again, another quote from C.S. Lewis. You're going to get a lot of these over the next few months. C.S. Lewis, in his book, The Four Loves, he wrote this. To love it all is to be vulnerable. Love anything, and your heart will certainly be wrung and possibly be broken. If you want to make sure of keeping it intact, you must give your heart to no one, not even to an animal. Wrap it carefully round with hobbies and little luxuries. Avoid all entanglements. Lock it up safe in the casket or coffin of your selfishness. But in that casket, safe and dark and motionless and airless, it will change it will not be broken. It will become unbreakable, impenetrable, irredeemable. You know, friends, maybe the goal of our lives is not to try and keep our hearts intact. Maybe it's to let them be shattered. 
to enter into the risk of love, the risk of suffering, so that coming home to the Father will discover that those million billion pieces of shattered sorrow, our hearts impossibly broken, that they were so many seeds that the Father had planted into the soil of salvation history, and, and he'll show us He'll show us how each one bore new and abundant life, that nothing was lost, that nothing was wasted. So Jesus today, he's beckoning us to follow him down into the deep, into the darkness of suffering and loss, into the heart of the Paschal mystery, which is the cross, the place of, the place where love is poured out. It's the place where Everything is turned inside out and upside down. And just like the game of SeaWorld with my dad, we're not alone in that. We're holding on to him when we go down into the depths. He's the one who went there first, all the way down, only to come all the way up. That's the promise. That's the promise. Amen.